I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. So when I was young and just a bad little kid, Mama noticed funny things I did, like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies, and when I was done, I'd find a pussycat and bash in its head. That's when my mama said, she said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. You'll be a dentist. That's right. It's March 6th, 2021, and everyone knows it's National Dentist Day. Those lyrics come from the brilliant mind of Howard Ashman in collaboration with Alan Menken from the 1986 film Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Frank Oz, who not only just directed in and of itself, but also is one of the main collaborators behind The Muppet Show, which is now streaming on Disney+. It's time to get things started here on Saturday Matinee. Welcome, one and all. Like I always say, what's happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I can't do this alone, so with me is the Ernie to my Bert, Mr. Rob Cabasco. Oh, you're very kind. Good morning. (laughs) And in the third chair, our own resident frog-in-chief, Mr. Pete Rock. (laughs) Hi-ho! Oh! 
That was that's pretty good. That was sharp. That's about. So we've heard some, we've heard some very terrible impressions over the last couple of weeks. So that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Favorite <Jeez>. game yet. <laughs> How you guys doing? I feel like an interloper. Sure. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, well, I will, we, we will not be talking about any Iron Manning today. So no. that's, a, that's a relief for us. We shall not. Uh, but I'm glad. I'm grateful to be here, and I'm doubly grateful to not be running the show. <laughs> uh, heavy as the head. Uh, so uh, my first question, of course, is what have you been watching? I've been watching uh, For All Mankind. Oh, oh yes. TV Plus. Oh, I, yes. I am a late. That's all we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode, <laughs> because the three of us yeah. think the ones who are yeah, watching. Yeah, that's right. The second best show on the Apple TV. OK, Plus. dare I ask, what would you call the first best show? Ted Lasso. There we go. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make yes. sure. I just want to make sure. I feel like we're we're all uh, on the same page there. No, I am really loving for all mankind, and I think I hit it at just the right time. Now that the second season has just dropped, I get a sort of the double double binge, uh, so I can work my way all the way through. I love the concept, and I think what they are doing is enormously challenging. I get that same sensation of of you know, like the first time you watch Breaking Bad, where you feel like they are writing themselves into an incredible corner just to test themselves to see if they can get out. And then they get out every time. Well, just this whole conceit for all mankind <laughs> is that corner. Like it starts five minutes into episode one, and I think it's just delightful. I agree. I it's the second season is already off and running. Yeah. Like the just the fact that they are um they're now really diverging. Like because it's the alternate universe. So like they're going along and now in the opening montage they show you all of this stuff that has now changed because of the changes in the first and so we're further from actual reality but still same recognizable people but like this person did not uh, you know survive the assassination but this person did and how is that going to affect things oh goodness every single pivot it's such a brilliant writing exercise i just love it i can i i don't know why i was holding off for so long like i just felt like i want to be able to watch it and really think about it and i just i knew i'd get there and i'm really happy it's now i would say even to anybody who is a history buff and if you'd love to like educate a younger person about the importance of history and the importance of why things happen because of other things that happen. It's a great discussion motivator because yeah. you can talk about, and like yeah. Kyle, what you just said, the montage that they start the second season with. Yeah. If this person doesn't make it, then this happens and this is what the world would be like. And I, it's just a great, great creativity they're using. And if you're yeah. buff of the space program, which I've always been, it, you're just, it's eye candy. They're doing Truly. a great job. Truly. So that's me for all yeah. mankind. Apple TV Plus. So my only complaint about the second season of far is way too much Gordo. <sighs> why? Why? Why are we spending so much time with Gordo? Like it's just like the definition of white male privilege because he's such an uninteresting character, and yet they keep focusing storylines on him. Oh, no. I, I think there's a reason though. I think they're, I think they're going to get I, there. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. First death on the moon. <sighs> Hush, you say. <laughs> yeah, don't. Space guns. You got space guns. What about well, you, Rob? What are you watching? Um, well, you know, I did. Uh, obviously, we're in the midst of, uh, and well, post WandaVision now, which I, we, yeah. won't, we won't say we'll, anything. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we won't yeah. say anything about that. Um, I, I did catch up on some of my favorite Muppet Show episodes, like you mentioned, on Disney+. Oh, Plus. Yeah. Uh, really love that. Um, I also have just been uh, checking out. I've been I'm anxiously awaiting the launch of Paramount Plus. There was a couple things there that I, I wanted to check out. Um, 
and really just staying on top of rumors and uh, and other things going on in the industry and entertainment. So I'm doing a lot of YouTube. I think in the last week I've been oh. trying to get my stuff in like smaller chunks. I will say like my habits, I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos at my desk, but I love watching YouTube on Apple TV. You know what I mean? Like yes. whatever, whatever your streaming devices yeah. of choice. I love just kicking back and checking out some of my favorite content creators and stuff on that. And I just love. Maybe it's my attention span right now. It's like in the five, seven minute range. That's not a queeby. Well, that's not any, don't worry. That's not anything talking yeah, about that's that. That's the sweet spot, baby. It's not. Yeah, it's it's you're easy money. We can do a whole yeah, business hold on, model Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, that was my morning ritual. So like in the morning, I would wake up, get breakfast, and then I would check out what's on YouTube. Like, the, right. and so watch, you know, because I have I've subscribed to, I don't know, like a hundred and some channels or whatever to see what's new. But now that the Muppet Show's come out, that's become my morning. Oh, so. that's really adorable. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to start the Such day. Such a great Harry Belafonte. Show. Make sure you watch the Harry oh, Belafonte Harry, episode. Yes, Harry Belafonte and Carol Burnett. Yes. And, oh, uh, Carol Burnett. and uh, I, my friend Justin would not let me go without saying the Loretta Swit episode has his favorite Muppet moment ever. Really? Oh. You need to watch that one? Yes. Loretta Swit. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. There's a moment where uh, Kermit finally just loses his patience entirely and fires <laughs> Miss Piggy and is just glorious watching Kermit finally just <laughs> melt down and just like have had enough. You know what episode you can pass on? What? Mum and Shans. Or really? Mum and Shans, uh, the, the people. Okay. Yeah, that. No. But you know what? Don't sleep on Shields, Shields and Yarnell. Okay. Surprisingly good. Like, You're like, not I, wrong. Like, that is true. It's like you're digging into like, the whole history of the fact that like for a weird time in the 70s, these two mimes were like the center of pop culture. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But they're so talented. Like I just watched the show and go, oh, yeah. They had their own television show. It's very <laughs> quiet. Mimes. That's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Very, very quiet show. Yeah. I don't remember. This is like, I, these words are gone from my memory. They don't, <laughs> they mean nothing right now. I need to get back into it clearly. I, I remember some uh, yeah, of the big I, ones, so, but. So all of the above for me. Uh, and then also I finally <laughs> forced myself to get through New Mutants. <gasps> Bought it on the day it came out. And I like, I was sort of like. It had been such an open loop for so long that I was like, ah, oh, do I really want to close this loop? And I did. And oh boy, that was a tough one to get yeah. through. Yeah. Man, I'd say the 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 Marvel mutants did not walk out of the Gracefully. Of franchise history no. with their heads held they high. They ended up Ooh. scathed. Scathed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 rare you see a movie that tries so hard so many different things and fails at all of all them. All of them. Like, like in a row. Yes, I mean it's it's a it's a teen drama, it's a horror movie, and it's a it's a superhero movie, and it's bad at all three of them. Yeah, and see, these are really good actors. I don't know what happened, but yeah. Well, and I can, I, I don't know what's going on with um you know be I, I, I the whole lag between how long it was between when it was finished and when it was actually released. Yes. I mean, all of them had. Full careers by the time this movie right. came out. So no, it's, my my joke was uh, when this movie was actually supposed to come out, the Night King was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> You're right. So much water under the bridge, Maisie. Right? Um, I you know Anya Taylor Joy learned to play chess. Like, there just a lot happened. Mm. And oh, uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. 
right? So I, I feel like, you know, they're lucky probably that all of it happened the way it happened. But my goodness, it was a tough experience. I think it was even more sad because so much of the pre-production work, so much of the marketing work was so good, right? They yes. finally yes. nailed it. The art. It's a the, great idea yeah. of like taking like mutant characters up and putting them in like a horror situation. Yeah. Was, and just that first trailer, I was like, yeah, I am on board for this. And I feel yeah, like I just, feel like I've been asking for this. For yes. a decade. Like, let's play with genre tro- tropes now. And it just missed. It missed. Yeah. So wait, yeah. is there any reason now? Okay. Is there any reason to like, should I go and just watch the last 10 minutes? Or is there anything? No. No. Really? No. No. It's All over. Right. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I, say, I, right. I would say, I say, if anything, you know, start from the beginning and watch it until you get bored and then stop. Because like the beginning is way better than you, the ending. You know, <laughs> for, for us Letterboxd fans, I like to say that you're you're just waiting for the stars to fall. Like you're watching the movie uh, and it starts at five right. stars and you're just yes. you just listen to them. Ching, they just fall yeah. one after uh-huh. another until you're ready to just turn it off. Yeah, that's yeah. that's 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 a great, great analogy. It's it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. All right, so let's get to the news. And since we're all in a depressed state of mind, let's start with some depressing news. Okay. <laughs> Our good friends at Alamo Drafthouse uh, have unfortunately filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Now, that doesn't mean that they're gone. It just means that they are restructuring. And this is really super frustrating for us out here because we finally got one. Like, I remember from the days of looking at Ain't Cool News and reading how awesome Alamo Drafthouse was, dreaming one day to go to them. They finally opened one here around us. And then COVID hits. <laughs> they didn't even get to go. Like, and so Rob, this is—it's actually in your backyard. It was your local theater. Oh yeah, that was. It was one of our. Um, we ha- I'm in a weird place where, uh, you know, we have AMC's and in Arizona Harkins, but I've got one Alamo. I think there's two or three Alamos now actually in the valley. But I have one Alamo that's very close to us, and a Cinemark that's close to us, and it's the only Cinemark in the entire state of Arizona. But the Alamo we've loved. I know you came with us a few times when yeah, they were open. Yeah. We saw Joker there. Yes, yes, we did. Okay, and the the pre show stuff that they do, the custom things that they put together, the food is actually pretty good. They have the greatest vanilla milkshake that anyone's ever tasted. Believe me, that is true. Uh, you know, it's you know what. Obviously, this is a sign of the times. I know a few episodes back on Satman, I think I talked about you know what's going on in the movie industry and how it's going to be hard. We understand that, especially for the year ahead. Um, this is a bummer because I I would think that the Arizona locations for us, at least uh, pertinent to us, I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, it will. We'll I, I, don't, I don't. At least I think I, I know there's two. Is, is there three out here? Well, I know there's there's Chandler, oh, there's, there's Tempe, Tucson. Well, no. Oh no, and then I think they did have a West Valley one that was either just ready to open or it was just like right on the edge. And personally, for me, even more sad. Because I think I have about $128 in unused gift cards for them. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Boo. And they and won't yeah, let you. And, 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 I, and Pete had pre-ordered two years equipment, so <laughs> he, he's right with you. In I have to just cross my arms and hold up my nose because we do not have, nor were any ever on the decks to open a Alamo draft house. I've never been to one. And uh, so I, it makes me sad. It makes me sad because like all these chapter 11s, I mean, they're going to restructure, but they'll restructure with new players in ownership positions of the franchise. And that is not less depressing, but ominous, right? You just hope that financiers have the same heart as the 
the movie lovers that are that are behind the place. So yeah, we hope they can just uh, you know sort of get through until we get past this stuff right. into the fall uh, when actually movies might start coming out. You know, Rob, um, you just put your gift cards in an envelope and send it, and just say put it toward your chapter eleven. Right? I mean, just oh, say I'm not. I so don't want to redeem these. You don't owe me anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's another idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you know, and I should. And actually, no, and actually, that's not a bad thing. Because I think at the very beginning of this, I think I emailed them and said, can you at least, like, can I just order some extra Mondo glasses, like, off the website? Oh, right, yeah. And, they, poster, and, oh, and, and the answer was very nice. The answer was like, hey, we really appreciate you inquiring about this. We value you as a customer, but no. <laughs> Period. Different, different love. Is goodbye. Like Here's a certificate of best friendship, though. Thanks. Here's a sticker. <laughs> Remember the Alamo. Done. Thank you. And you're finished. Yeah. Uh, So, because unfortunately, uh, help is not on the way because uh, one of the the big summer movies has been moved. So Universal has announced that F9 has moved again. So we thought that was going to be the big... They were were the ones at the start of the pandemic who saw this coming and went, oh, we're out. We're summer 2021. See you then. And now they went... Okay, maybe not May 2021. How about June 2021? Uh, which is interesting because that leaves only one movie standing. In May, we're still supposed to get Black Widow. Yeah, I don't think it's coming. I don't think so either. But I, the question the is time, not if we don't eh. get it in theaters. I, I'm sure that it will It will probably be a, a day and date thing. If it comes, it has to yeah. be a big deal on Disney+. Plus, and I just don't think they're ready for that. I think yeah, that, I don't think they're don't ready know. to it's, give up that title. They, they're becoming the poster child for delayed movies, and I don't think that's the stigma you want attached to this movie. Right? I don't think so either. I think it's I I think it it faces the James Bond problem, which we've talked yeah. about in weeks past, where they have to do reshoots mm-hmm. to get new phones in the in right. the movie, <laughs> which I think is amazing. <laughs> So you'll have to wait one more month to see John Cena facing off against The Rock. Okay. Um, uh, but however, that that's not as bad as if you were a Minions fan, because that movie, The Minions 2, I don't even know if it has an official title. Is that The Rise of Gru? Uh, that, that moves to 2022. Wow. 2022. Yeah. I know. So there's, there's a bunch of toy manufacturers who are pulling out their hair now. I'm wow. sure that will age well. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> yeah. <more. laughs> It's that's the thing about about the Despicable Me series. Timeless, yeah. Timeless I, humor, yeah. I mean, really, of all of DreamWorks, like you could just pick them right out and pop them anywhere in the timeline, and it's they're great. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I'm okay with saying, it. Does that apply to Madagascar too? Of course, oh, it's okay. done. Madagascar <laughs> two too. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, yeah, catch oh. that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's. I don't. I can't tell what subtext is going on here. I really like oh, the Madagascar yeah, so, movies. Am I so, out of the I, loop oh, on okay. something? Well, then, then you stand alone. Oh, I think, come I, on! I think, I think the Madagascar movies are the worst things that DreamWorks has ever put out. Oh, I you're they're rough. Like, the absolute bottom of the barrel. Uh, I, like, I remember reading one of the uh, behind the scenes about doing it. <laughs> about uh, uh, how they had Jeffrey Katzenberg. They brought him into a screening of it, uh, and they had the scene where. Um, the woman uh, kicks the lion in the nuts, and he Priceless. and he says, "That's really funny. You should have him do it three or four more times." <laughs> so he does. Yes. Okay. What about the penguins, though? I have no problem with the penguins. No problem with the penguins. No, that, I think the penguins Madagascar movie is really, really funny. I do too. 
We stand together on and something. Even the series actually was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. it's Funny just the stuff. actual Madagascar. The, the and now there's another baby Madagascar. I don't know. Madagascar about, I don't know about that. But I just know yeah. that Madagascar was a favorite when my kids were at the age when that was amazing, and that they were laughing at a screen and not throwing up or pooping on me. <laughs> Maybe that influences my. I'm sure it does. Uh, my opinion. So I'm anyhow. sure that, like I, I I don't I can't. Uh, approach the movie Monsters, Inc. rationally anymore because I used to have to watch it six times a day. Yeah. 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 It was, it was rough. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that movie, but boy. It's a lot of movies. To a certain point. Yeah. I, 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 that movie came on and I can do the Will Smith from I Am Legend thing where it's just like, <laughs> pick a scene. I'm ready to go. You know, though, yeah. the, wait, wait. When, when Mikey gets, when, when, the, when the disinfecting gets sprayed in his eye, that never gets old. No, no this whole stand-up bit with the I, microphone even, is brilliant. Yeah, at this point, I can't even tell you if it's good or not, just because <laughs> it is. It is so put a handprint on my heart that I just uh, <laughs> don't worry, man. It's good. It's okay. It's yeah. good. However, uh, you know, Kung Fu Panda is one of the greatest animated films of all time. So yes, true. Okay, true. Okay, okay. Yes. All right. Now let's stop talking right, so, and move on. Okay. Before we come to blows, so Pete, you had uh, you you brought up a story about a new series coming to Apple TV Plus. You want to tell this us about Doctor Brain? Doctor Brain. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know if it's so. It looks like it's animated, like uh, manga kind of anime, but I can't tell uh, because nowhere does it say that it's animated. But the the shot on the press release looks like it's uh it's an, some sort of animated thing. It looks like a very cool new sci-fi thriller. It is based on a webtoon, which makes me think that what we're looking at is a shot of the webtoon and that it is actually going to be live action. I kind of hope it is because it's one of my favorite people from the movie Parasite. That would be Lee Sun Kyun, who played the dad. Uh, and I uh, just... I, I just uh, love it. So Apple got the series. They they went a series order for the Dr. Brain adaptation, and it looks like some great people uh, behind it. And uh, uh, let's see, A Tale of Two Sisters, I Saw the Devil, uh, obviously Lee Sun Kyun from Parasite. Um, it is the, the first Korean language project for Apple TV+. I have a soft spot in my heart for Korean uh, properties. I lived there for a while, and I just love that stuff. So I'm very excited to see them. I think they're doing a great job picking up more and more international properties for the platform. I think it can only do them uh, well by doing so. So so this is an anime series? I don't know if it's anime or live action, ah, but okay. it is. it looks like it is a series. Uh, so series order. So I'm very excited about it. It looks like we're not going to see it until, um, I don't know, when did they say they're going to see it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I say the, the the date actually might tell us because if it's like if it's live action, we could have it by next year. Yeah, that's but right. if it's animated, it probably would be like a couple of years. I'm not seeing the date. So I'm imagining that we're not going to see it for a little while. But this, I know, is very exciting to fans of uh, of the property. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, and speaking of popular properties, Rob, you found a story about one of our favorite films possibly making a comeback. I, I love this. Galaxy Quest. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is doing a uh, interview with Collider. And okay, so they have there there have been rumors for a while that there was a sequel in the works, and then um, obviously due to the passing of Alan Rickman, that obviously was put on hold. Or you know, and that was one of the main things that was preventing them from doing that. But in this interview, Sigourney Weaver basically says they may have figured out a way to around that, or or and around it, maybe not the right word. They found a way to make that work, 
And and this is by far the most positive comments we've heard about the possibility of a sequel and that it would might involve sort of passing on the torch. Like maybe there is all of these 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 galaxy quests sort of, you know, agencies in the galaxy and they come together and they've got to they've got to bring back their inspiration again for more missions and, and adventure. If there there's no way they would get all of those people back on board unless the script worked and it was a good story and they gave the proper, you know, sentiment uh, uh, to Alan Rickman. If they do all that, I would be the first in line to see this because I suspect that theaters will be open by the time this would come out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very likely. Uh, if And uh, for, for listeners who have not seen No Retreat, No Surrender, oh. the documentary they made, it is one of the best documentaries about a film I have ever seen. And because, and just to show you how much that movie is loved, not only is there a huge section about the fans, but everyone from the movie takes part of this documentary. Like every actor, like everyone behind the scenes, studio executives. I mean, like everybody who had anything to do with this movie was happy to come back and talk about it, which is extremely rare. Extremely rare. It's extraordinarily comprehensive. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And they talk about the, the yeah. sequel that didn't happen. Yep, right, in it as well. right, and 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 that's one of those ones. It's almost like uh, Toy Story two. To find out what the behind the scenes was of that making of that movie will blow yes. your blow your mind yeah. that it yeah. turned out as well as it did. <laughs> right, so <laughs> absolutely worth seeing. Yeah, Tim Allen's finest acting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you bring something else that's science, it, I think. I mean, I <laughs> no, don't know why we need right, to even right. litigate no. that. All right, so let's let's talk about the uh, the thing that we have not been talking about because we uh, we are sitting on a weird bubble. Because uh, spoiler alert, we record the show on Thursday. <gasps> Our main listeners hear it on Saturday, and then the rest of the listeners hear it on Monday. So. We live in the pre-WandaVision finale oh. world, and all of you who are hearing this are live in the post-WandaVision finale world. So we can't talk about it because it hasn't aired yet. But all of you are frantically going online and sending memes and talking about it, and we don't know what's going to happen. So all we can do is talk about how where we got to here the, the nights before. This is like Christmas Eve. Uh, we're both, we're all going to get a present tomorrow. We don't know what it's going to be, but everyone else has already opened their gifts. So I don't know where to even start this conversation, but tell me about your feelings about WandaVision here as we're about to come to the conclusion. I thought you were going to start with, you know, I can't believe how that one character ended and that other character that showed up. And then right? when they did that thing, that changed thing the whole that, perspective. That's... And that thing that Wanda did? That was a real Oliver Stone ending, y'all. <laughs> I mean, it what was a like a, it's like a story within a story wrapped yeah. inside another story. They were dead the whole time. <laughs> it was a dream. They're all in a, a, a bed and breakfast in Vermont. And, and, let me and make, there's a statue of Ape Lincoln. Oh, let me make a prediction. How it's really going to end is we'd all be saying, <laughs> now we got to see the movie. <laughs> and I don't know which movie either. Nobody knows there which movie. Yeah. I I feel like I um this this part of the Marvel universe exists in a space that I have not read comics exhaustively. And so it is all new to me in a wonderful way. I am going to be incredibly frustrated if this is the last time we see Catherine Hahn. 
uh, in yes. this role. That that will be devastating. I think she has been yeah. delightful. And if she is just this series only, then we that's a great miss. Feige. If, if we can pitch anything to Marvel, it's you're developing your supernatural yeah. side. You've got Blade. You've got yep. all this other stuff. Like, make her a part of that. Absolutely. Because just by the amount of... of I mean... <laughs> that her single shot to number one on iTunes. Yeah. Like that, incredible. that doesn't happen. It's like 47 seconds of yeah. greatness. Yeah. It's yeah. in Crossy Road now, for crying out right. loud. <laughs> Everything should be remade in Crossy Road. <laughs> <laughs> Have I you guys know, seen... So, Rob, what do you... Go okay. ahead. No, I was going to say, I believe, I believe Pete's actually means Animal Crossing. Right, right, right. Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> Who would do that? It's the bouncy castle one. <laughs> oh, no. Disney would absolutely yeah, do that. That's, that's, There's no question. That's right. But Wait, yeah, someone made, recreated the entire music video in Animal, in Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah, I sent it to, to Pete. It's really, really good. I just the saw full this title t- is Animal Crossing Road, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't, oh, don't, there you go. don't call your lawyers. Go ahead. Did you see it just within the last day or two? And this is still fresh, obviously, when you're listening to this. Did you see that the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon did a whole seg- did a whole produced segment yes. with Elizabeth Olsen? It is brilliant what they I, did. I don't think I could fall more in love with Elizabeth Olsen. You know, it's it's amazing when you like you you have a performer where you you're like, wow, you're really good, you're very talented, and then they do something like this, and you're like, I had no idea the depth of the talent well, of that woman. I, I guess I, I what can't she yes, do? No, like I, I am so we've talked about this off off mic and like I cannot believe how amazing this experience has been with WandaVision in general. Not just the storytelling, and it's a class in in it's a class in visual storytelling because yes. how you can see, I know we've talked about this. Um when you watch the Modern Family episode, you it looks like Modern Family, and it looks like Modern Family because of the shots and the way the camera moves. And and that's just amazing to see that happen. But hold on, like Elizabeth Olsen, give her the Emmy right now. Right, absolutely. There's no hesitation with that. Like, no, she's done. Catherine Hunt, give her the Emmy supporting yeah. actress right yeah. now. That's how good yeah. it is. Oh, yeah, love it. And and the thing is, with Paul Bettany, we sort of have seen him in a bunch of different stuff, but never oh, at yeah. this speed. You yeah. know, like yeah. He's, I mean, he's been in Oscar-worthy performances and stuff, too, before. So, you know, Master and Commander and, and Beautiful Mind, like, we've seen that stuff. But to know that he can do sitcom, yes. like, that's a very different set of muscles. And he's really, really funny. Yeah, totally. And But you know what? The supporting universe that they built around this, too, we can't understate yes. how good yeah. folks like Randall yeah. Park and Tiona Paris. Yes. And I mean, these yes. are Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings, yes. What a gem that they pull her back into the now and give her yeah. a chance to do what she was destined to do in this character. Yes. Like, she's just so fun. Uh, I, I'm just every bit about it uh, is is terrific. The more we can, like, get them turned into major i will i will go back to the theaters for this property like that would be yeah. really fun I, th- I hope they know what they have here and i'm i it makes me a little bit nervous that there is no discussion of um there's no confirmed discussion of other seasons uh of the show <laughs> because it's so prescribed into the universe right but yeah. I, I would love to come back to what they're doing it's such a, a fabulous just experiment in serial television yeah. Yeah, and I think Marvel is sort of doing its own thing yeah. as they did in the movies. They're doing their own thing on television too, where they're not saying 
one division two, one division three, one division four. We're run we're run it out until it's done, and then move on to something else. Yeah, they basically have like we got a bunch of characters. We're gonna do a bunch of things with them. Yeah, and just for the fact that I mean, for Randall Park showing up in this was a huge thing too. Like from a completely different movie series to to bring him into, and so who Winter Soldier and I thought the Winter Soldier is coming up next. Who knows who's gonna show up in that too? I mean, like they have really opened it up. That's a great thing to bring up because it really makes me more excited for Falcon the Winter Soldier. I have more of a sense of what that show is because I know yes. those characters, but I have much more confidence that they'll be able to do something magnificent because of Wandavision. And it was interesting that this was supposed to be the second show. Like in, if yeah. in, in, a, in a non-pandemic, you know, in, in normal release schedule, this was coming after that. And I think that was one of the one of the few perks of what happened yeah. <laughs> of having to reschedule right. things coming out of the gate with this and just redefining what they could do on television. And also, I have to say, I, we, Rob and I have talked about this numerous times. The weekly schedule is perfect for this. If they had done the Netflix thing and just dropped it, we'd have we'd have been, we'd had a great weekend, and then we would not be talking about it anymore. But this the the weekly thing adds to the discussion and keeps up podcasts like us in business. Is there any tight. other show yeah. that you guys are watching weekly like this, like appointment television? No, not right now. Me neither. Mm. No, it's yeah. yeah it's Thanksgiving it. for nerds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It really is, and yeah, yeah. and 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 like yeah, it's actually, and, and it's uh, it's the holiday season because every Friday, yeah, a new package is going to arrive. And even there, they were kind enough to do a behind the scenes thing. So when we're then now that we're done with one division, it's weird to be saying that. Um, there is a behind the scenes about how they made it coming next week, so next Friday to sort of like. Oh, your, like nice. to learn about it to cleanse your palate oh, and wonderful. then the next week falcon and winter soldier starts so it's like the 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 marvel train as a rolling and uh, we are all the happier for it adorable all right so let's uh let, i think it's time we should talk about some trailers let's do it. So uh, I had the first trailer in there. Uh, mine is actually a documentary, which is abnormal for me. Uh, it is a, a film called Kid 90. It is directed by Soleil Moon Fry. Yes, Punky Brewster herself. So this is a sort of a slice of her life. So when she was a young actress in Hollywood, she also really loved documenting her life. And so she had a video camera and through all the time as, as she was a young Star, she. I think she said she was like eight or nine when she started out on Punky Brewster, uh, and then all the way through growing up in Hollywood in the limelight, she was recording everything and also all of her friends. So there's a a huge amount of people uh, who were friends who were also going through the business at the same time, and it was a very small community. And so this is about kids growing up under that eye, and also not being incredibly well supervised <laughs> like it's like what happens when you give kids this much power and money and uh we see it happen so she's now looking back at this footage and they put together a movie essentially for this are not in a good mood good this is what i want on tape so i not smiling for once like the whole world thinks she always is at seven years old, I was cast as Punky Brewster. I remember it was Saved by the Bell director saying, the minute you walk onto the stage, you're no longer a child anymore, you're an adult. Did you miss me? There were 12 kids in the business. We all knew everyone. We would talk for two, three hours and fall asleep on the phone. We were just so close. I carried a camera with me everywhere I went. We weren't concerned about the internet. We did the things that teenagers did. We just happened to be in Hollywood. 
Hey, what's up? This is Mark Wahlberg calling for some It was all kind of innocent to begin with. Then it just... <laughs> it got pretty crazy. It was like our 60s. <laughs> I started developing rapidly. People were calling me Punky Boobster. The last couple of weeks have been weird. Having guys pinch my ass, you know. Men treated me more like a woman and not a 13-year-old. This business, I don't feel it's a place for children. You start getting in your head, worrying about how you're perceived. Friends were reaching out for help. It seemed like I was losing a friend every week. This is really the first time I'm watching the tapes back. Now that I've opened Pandora's box, I can't put any of this back. The most awkward period in your life, and that's when we were in front of the cameras. By you sharing these tapes, you realize you're not alone. I felt like I was alive when I was in the rawness of it. The amount of love that was there. Learning who I was and what life was meant to be, that was with you. I didn't know what true self-love was until this process. Can't believe you have this. know the ending i am absolutely discovering it as we go the big question is what happens once i unlock the vault uh and i am just fascinated by this because i know everyone in it like all the as the as they went through face by face i was like amazed all the ones and especially one that that hits me really hard is jonathan brandis so jonathan brandis was a young actor who was on a most famous role was on sequest dsv which was a steven spielberg produced uh action adventure show that was on sundays and stuff too and unfortunately he committed suicide and for me it was interesting because uh through that period of time i looked just like him like and I was told that many times, like I had because I, I had the same skater haircut, I had the same build. We were both super skinny at the time, so all the time when that show was on, people would tell me that I looked just like him. And he was only a year older than me, and of course, uh-huh. I ended up being older than he'll ever get to be. So I'm in, I'm really interested in seeing sort of him off off camera, you know, like what he was like as as normal life too. So, what do you guys think of the trailer? Oh, I thought it looked it one looked really interesting because it's all real footage, right? Like that's the yeah. big thing. I mean, you're you're actually seeing all this stuff. It's amazing that all this exists and that she's and then it's amazing that I think anybody at this point, but I think, you know, your your age brings you some wisdom. You can you're you're able to make yourself more vulnerable and, and put that out there. But to allow to get everybody sign off, because obviously you're not doing that without without everybody agreeing, like, yeah, we're going to make this all open and, and right, for people to see. Right, this is a warts and all. Right, exactly. Um, and, and for her to address, like, if you know anything about her story, which I won't even spoil it, watch, certainly I'm looking forward to watching the documentary. She yeah. had a lot of things that she had to grapple with personally. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so you've got that. And also, nice timing, she's got her rebooted show that's coming on the Peacock Network. So yep. uh, it all works. It all comes full circle. I liked it. I like these kinds of retrospectives. And I'm I, like you guys. I know all the I know all the people. I feel like I grew up with them. Brian Austin Green. Come mm-hmm. on. We're tight. Right? I will tell you, interestingly, I do know Suleiman Fry. Uh, and I do and I used it. to serve her pancakes every day in college. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, yes, uh, she's a delightful person. And I'm very excited to see what I never knew about her as somebody who's like doesn't really know her that well. Uh, but uh, no, our paths. Could you be in this documentary? I was I was like this close. Right. I mean, 
just this close to having the camera turn like to me. Your hand will come in yeah. with like a plate. <laughs> a plate. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's me. Amazing. That's me. <laughs> yeah, and then I would skate away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Kid 90. Uh, it'll be available March 12th on Hulu. My trailer, you guys. So, your trailer, yes. What do you got for us, <sighs> I'm uh, just give me just give me a minute to get into it. Yeah, we're going to have to I don't yeah, a, I don't love very, myself. It's a big tonal shift here. I don't love myself uh for <laughs> for this for this trailer. Okay. Um but I do it out of hope. I have been let down uh, more times than not in recent uh, viewings of movies from the uh, fantastically talented otherwise Melissa McCarthy. And she does funny things. She's, I mean, I'm at Life of the Party is, I has me in stitches every time I watch it. It just doesn't get old. I, I love some of that humor is just fantastic. And then I just watched the, what was it, Super Intelligence? That was a letdown. That was a big letdown. And we have another uh, writer-director, Ben Falcone, Melissa McCarthy, uh, bent here. It's Thunder Force, you guys. And I don't know what to do. I pick it because you should watch the trailer, but it doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good. No, this, this, this one really hurt. Hi, I'm here to see Emily Stanton. You have an appointment? I'm her best friend. We're not currently what I would say best friends or friends. You look good. You look great. What have you been up to? Let me show you. I've been developing a genetic platform that will allow us to give ordinary people superpowers. But do me a favor, please. Don't touch anything. God, Lydia, do you have any idea what you've done? You just took our only formula for super strength. Everything about you will become stronger. Oh, I am all powerful! I think it's freed my groin. Do chicks have groins? <laughs> What's your superpower? Invisibility. That's awesome. Let's see what these powers can really do. Everyone just stay calm and no one's going to get hurt. Please don't film this person mistake. Thunder Force, remember it. For the first time in history, we're seeing real life superheroes fighting crime. But we're also seeing a new kind of criminal. This city deserves what's coming to it. Boom. It's go time. We've got to rethink this car. Yeah. How can we not stop two chicks in their 40s? God, what's that smell? It's the suits! We can't wash them! Lydia, yeah. do not throw that bus. I can't hear you because I'm literally throwing a bus! Yeah. I'm sorry. That's on me. The hell are you? You'd think cancer. But uh, Capricorn actually, Sag Moon, and all kinds of things rising. That's messed up. 
It looks so bad. It looks like I bring it up only because it's another data point charting the unfunny fall here. Like, why can't we get back to what she was so great at? I don't understand all of these properties. I'm not. It, it makes me confused and uh, uncertain about a lot of other things that are just connected to it. Like, you know, will the soup that I eat tonight taste good? I don't know anymore because of Thunder Force exists. <laughs> What do you guys? I mean, Boy, really? I, was, I was so in the bag for it. Like, I love Melissa McCarthy. I love Octavia Spencer. Like, female superhero led, like plus sized women, like as as the lead as superheroes. Great, like all on paper, fantastic. And there's not a funny thing in that entire trailer. I didn't laugh once. Oh wait, what are you it, talking about? It made about? me so sad. What about? Tell me, please tell me a funny yeah, thing. Yeah, would you laugh? Okay, at? well let's. I mean, the jury's still out when she throws the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the bus is filled with innocent people. Wow. Ah, oh, that's funny. I'm sorry. What Folks, are you uh, doing? Rob has been watching a lot of Batman versus Superman, and so he's his perspective on superheroes is a little skewed at the moment. Yes, you on, are like, broken, friend. You're hoping because I mean she throws the bus, right? And you hear and the, crowd and screams. Right, and you hear the screams before mm-hmm. you hear boom. So I'm thinking, well, okay, that was a busload of people. Oops. Yeah. That's funny. No, you are okay. One, let me admit something. You swiped yeah. me. Because this was going to be my trailer. <laughs> yeah. And here's the three things I just want to say. One, okay, ACDC's Thunderstruck mm-hmm. is they paid all the money to have that be the theme. Why is it not called Thunderstruck? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. That doesn't make any sense because they're Thunderstruck. Like, you know what I mean? You could have made yeah. that. That makes no sense. Number two, well, there was the bus. Number three, you miss that Jason Bateman's in it. Jason Bateman is the crab, <laughs> I, and I, I his bit at it. the end is laughable. That's true. That's that. I will say this right. He's not cancer. He's Capricorn. Watch the trailer. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, but when I watched it, I couldn't help but my eye to look at the comments on YouTube. <laughs> oh, and Rob, the, never read the comments. No, because this one was like second from the top, and I did read it, and this is what it said. And I'm not. I'm not bagging on this movie, but I just want to say this is what the comment was. It's like the makers of female Ghostbusters made a Marvel movie. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, it's, it's I'm going to leave that there. It's rough. Yeah. I, Palm Clementief is in it, and, uh, you know, yes. that's and an that's interesting... the only thing I'm excited about. Yeah. Because I love Palm I so much. I think Palm's great. I do love Jason Bateman. I think he's funny in just about everything he does. I think the cast, Bobby Cannavale, Oct- Octavia Spencer, um, uh, Melissa Leo, uh, it, it's a... Uh, it's a great cast, and I worry that it's not going to live up to its PG-13 uh, Melissa McCarthy comedy that I kind of look forward to. So that's it. April 9th, Netflix. Uh, we'll see. Can we ask a question? There are no Is questions big, on this show. It, it, uh, no, I have a question. <laughs> on this. Is the big red end Netflix? They're kind, first of all, I just don't understand how they have this much money. Okay, number two. <laughs> they just raised my prices. They, they're kind of well, me too, That's right? How. Okay. They are becoming like, okay, you know, the Hallmark Channel, the, it's already a joke. The Hallmark Channel, the Hallmark Channel is these romantic, like, whatever kind of movies. Netflix is becoming the Hallmark Channel of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. And actually, if you if you want to hear another perspective, we just launched another show called Mandemic Mondays, where uh, mm-hmm. actor Mandy Kaplan and actor director Mandy Fabian uh, dish together about the new release Netflix movie each week. And 
they disagree about a lot until it turns out they agree about stuff too. And it's mostly that these movies aren't great. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah, very I believe funny. Mandy actually brought super intelligence as her trailer. It, that was, we yeah, were on the, we were on the episode right. together. Right. And I, I was sort of, I had the same reaction as you like, Oh, that's what is rough. going on? Rough. Anyway. So, uh, that's mine. April 9th, big N, big N, big red N. We're going to make that the thing. So, <laughs> So before we get to Rob's, uh, I want to say, after you've watched that trailer and went, oh, uh, I have another thing for you to look up on YouTube while you're already there. So this is a, a side thing. This is not film related. This is actually YouTube related. So there's this fantasy football league that a bunch of the Marvel people are in. So it's called the AGBO Superhero League. And so they basically are they're doing like their fantasy football thing and they are sort of trash talking each other. And it's all for charity. Uh, so they do these videos and so they'll do a video of like, you know, Robert Downey Jr., you know, saying terrible things about Chris Hemsworth, you know, basically like I'm, you know, my team is going to, I don't, I don't know football. I don't know. So none of it makes any sense to me, but, uh, so they go back and forth every once in a while, then somebody will come along and someone will just raise the game. So, um, Paul Rudd cut an entire music video. For his trash talking one, which is is very good, he's in him. It's him in an '80s music video playing all the parts, and that was good. And then Palm showed up, and so instead of doing a typical like just straight in your trailer or whatever talking to camera, she decided to do a music video French experimental film directed by um, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah, <laughs> it's remarkable yes like it's it's like two and a half minutes long and it's it's hilarious and unbelievably shot and edited and you will not believe the cameos that she found in this thing because she's shooting another very prominent film right now and got them to help out too so once you're done watching that go look on youtube for palm clementef you don't even i don't think you should do palm fantasy football trash talk uh, and it is, you will not believe it. I'm watching it right, it's, it's, I'm watching it's it right like, now. So you one guys of the best are, pieces yeah. of film. Yes, it's one of the best pieces of filmmaking from 2020. You it really is. Put that on there. You think your balls are the greatest, but I'm going to smack your bottom. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, she does it all in French, by the way. This is entirely French with subtitles in, in black and white. It I, is. Like I'm, I am <laughs> the best of the Avengers. I don't know if I'm, I'm overselling or underselling, but you people, everyone needs to watch this because, like, she destroys him. Yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> no, I concur because you you told me about it. I immediately watched yes. it. Couldn't believe it. And the Paul Rudd one, I think, is actually very funny too. Paul Rudd's very very good too. But, but like no, Tom, just like this just is a totally annihilated. Yes, Kyle, I know why you why you brought this up because this is a perfect lead into my trailer it in is. terms of taste and mm-hmm. and uh, professionalism. Uh, right. My trailer is the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. <laughs> my life. I love you so much, Gary. I'll never forget the day we met. Hello, little snail. What's your name? Gary, huh? Do you want to be friends? Me too. Gary, I'm home. Gary? 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 Have you seen Gary? No. Nope. Nope. Gary's been snail mapped. Get ready for the ultimate rescue mission. We've got to go help them! In the all-new SpongeBob movie. This is going to be like one of those buddy movies. (laughs) 
with Aquafina. You're fired. Danny Trejo, Snoop Dogg. Your spoils, bro. Tiffany Haddish. Seriously, folks, I'm floundering up here. And Keanu Reeves. Call me Sage. Good name. I'm made out of sage, and I am a sage, so it works out pretty well. See how the gang all met. And experience SpongeBob's biggest adventure ever. Gary, we're coming for you! Sorry. Seize them! Yeah. Patrick, what are you doing? Free food! The all-new SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, premiering March 4th. Rent it from these digital stores. Also streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, this. And this, you, if you say to yourself, wait, there's a new SpongeBob movie? Yes. It's available right now. It just came out just a few days ago. It's on the Paramount Plus Network. I'm a fan because I was already a CBS All Access subscriber. We watch NCIS. That's too bad. That's way, <laughs> well, And Star Trek. Star Trek. I mean, I that's one of the, uh, there's other things. I mean, there's, yeah. there's completely other things there now, too. All of the Indiana Jones movies are on there. It's, it's worth it, right? So... I did bring this up because when my daughter was growing up, we talk about shows with our ch- children growing up. She loves SpongeBob SquarePants. Nothing beats the procrastination episode. If you've ever seen that classic episode of SpongeBob, you should watch it because it's amazing. Um, here's the reason why I brought this up is because it they, they changed the animation. It's not it's it's like the Peanuts movie from a few years ago. They did stylized 3D animation, but tried to like bring some life to what you would think of as SpongeBob. And it's got like a ridiculous cast: Aquafina, Danny Trejo, Snoop Dogg, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Keona Reeves. And about I mean, half of those are not doing voices either. They're in they're it, like appearing as themselves. Yes, Keanu is actually playing. He's playing a character named Sage, whose head, disembodied head, is in a sagebrush. I mean, come on. I was I was amused. I'm watching it. Oh, and the reason why I bring it up is because today, when I was prepping for the show, I watched the first five minutes of the movie, and shameless plug for what is soon to launch the 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 proper episodes of Marvel Movie Minute season 3 in our first few minutes we talk about the Paramount logo it is one of the coolest oh, animated yeah. Paramount logos you will ever oh, see interesting because the Paramount Animation Studio which is the one who's presented this they took the current Paramount animation and Pixar fight it huh? wow and it's spectacular <laughs> it's very cool watch the first 5 minutes okay. of SpongeBob fan what do you guys think Okay. I say go ahead, Pete. Okay. I um okay. <laughs> I now I have to admit, I am I would not call myself a SpongeBob fan. I am entertained every time it's on there because clearly it was written for me, a man child. Like I get sure. that. But I have not had the I have not had it's one of those things. Like I haven't had the time to invest in really like the the long con of SpongeBob. Right. So these movies are sometimes a little bit lost on me because I don't have I don't have enough background. But I will say if ever there was a property meant for the CG transformation <laughs> it is spongebob like yes. the characters look great yes uh, i think they're just they're weird their shapes they're just perfect for this kind of animation so uh i feel like this might be uh spongebob in its perfect form uh it, it's like fully evolved um but i don't know i mean i, I as a as a non-fan who finds spongebob funny am i missing something 
say I, I say I'm not the person to ask because I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like SpongeBob as a phenomenon just sort of passed me by. Yeah, like, I, hang, I don't have positive feelings or negative feelings. Right. I just don't Uh-oh. have any connection to SpongeBob, with one exception, because the SpongeBob musical is unbelievably good. Yes, I haven't seen it, but and I, that is I've my heard only it. connection to SpongeBob. So good. It's so good. And you can also, and for those of you who didn't get a chance to see it on Broadway, obviously Broadway shut down, you can go to Amazon Prime and for like $2, they recorded the entire show and it's brilliant. It is a, an amazing musical. Yeah. It's punching out above its class. Let's say that. I think, yes. And I think you yes. could say that fairly about all of SpongeBob is that the entire <laughs> property is punching out of its class, which is great. Yeah, it's and, great. It amazes me that they still have stories to tell. Yeah. Like Truly. that they, you know, that they're, it's still going on. They're still finding new ways to, uh, to have those, those characters, uh, still be relevant too. So yeah, it was, it was like, I, my kids never watched it. Uh, so it's, it's sort of just part of the pop culture lexicon, but that's yeah, all I have. Yeah. SpongeBob. So, uh, what do we have a release date of it? It now. Oh, you it's out it now. Right now. Okay. Yes, great. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're a Paramount plus, plus subscriber, you can get it. You can watch it right Launch now. Launch day celebration. That's right. Like what? But what better way to kick off Paramount Plus? I can think of no better. With a brand new SpongeBob movie, <laughs> I swear I saw that trailer like three years ago. Has it really been kicking around that long? I swear. Was I see now? I watched it. And I thought. I think it was supposed to be. Was it? Aren't there two movies? Are there two? There, I believe there's more than two movies actually. Because I think there was the SpongeBob movie, and then there was that was the one where he another comes one out where, and it's animated the in the thing. in the real world. Right. That was yeah, his big. And then thing. there was one where they were like in the. Like they came to the real world. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And then this is like the third. We should ask Rob. He'll know. I mean, yeah, so Rob, Rob how many SpongeBob like movies things. are there? I think this is the third. Yeah, I want to say that because I know I definitely remember the I remember the David Hasselhoff one. Was yes. that the one where they go to the real world where they came? Yes. Up from... Yes. And the second one had superheroes. They were like superheroes. Oh, yeah. Spon- uh, Sponge out of water. That was yes. their Sponge Out of Water. So there's the SpongeBob movie. SquarePants movie. Right. Then there's SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge Out of Water. Sponge Out of and Water. And now there's SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge on the Run. Oh, yeah. This is the third one. This would be the third, third one. Third one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. And right, here's, you can watch I don't it know if you mentioned this. Crown. Well, I don't know if you said this, but here's the deal. Do you know why I watch it? I don't watch it for SpongeBob. <gasps> I, I watch it for the person, the character I relate to the most, which is Patrick Starr. Uh, of course. Yes. Okay. Who's getting Bill his own Fogger show? Buck. Who's just announced is getting his own That's show? True. Finally, That's true. that was just announced. Finally, Rob, um, as somebody who does watch the show, who would you say Kyle is? Yeah, tell me. Well, I don't want to. You're not. No, you're. I, I, I won't be insulted because no, I, you're SpongeBob. Really no, because because okay. Well, okay Am I SpongeBob? The main. Well, okay, you're not Squidward. Do you know if oh, I squint okay. with I that beard, your head kind of is shaped like SpongeBob. You could be, you could be SpongeBob. Wow, 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 wow. I can't see my forehead. <laughs> see, see, see. There we go. I don't know. Nailed it. Wow, that's Best just day ever. Nailed it. All right. Uh, so those were our trailers. Uh, so, gentlemen, I have a brand new game for us oh. to play, <laughs> and it's called "If You Can Make God Bleed." Oh no. <laughs> So is this, a, is this like a prequel? The abomination. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a brand new game. Uh, you're probably going to lose, but we're going to have fun watching you fail. <laughs> 
The Red Skull, The Abomination, Modoc, Whiplash, we know their names. Villains out to thwart the titular heroes of their own MCU movies. But worst of all, the people who can stop a movie in its tracks with the power of the pen are the feared and dreaded movie critics. <laughs> Tonight's game is simple. I'm going to read you a withering critique from an online movie critic, and you're going to tell me what Marvel Cinematic Universe movie destroyed that poor writer's soul. <laughs> nice. Oh. So here's nice. an example. This is an actual, and all these are actual quotes pulled from Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the quote. If you get bored during this film, I certainly did, despite all the eye candy on screen, you can amuse yourself by deciding which of the characters has the worst German accent. And of course, they were talking about? Uh, it was the, uh, uh Slava, no, uh, the, with the guy with, what's his name? Elrond. <laughs> This is gonna be fun. Well, no, it's that would be the first adventure. The first adventure, yeah, first adventure. Okay, okay. So here's how it's gonna go. I was right. That's the one with Elrond. I had it right. I was right. Elrond. Yes. Yeah. You actually have to know the name. Yeah. The title. That's the point. So I'm going to I'm going to read the the critique. All right. I will go back and forth. If you get it, you get two points, and then if you don't get it, then the other person can steal it for a one for one point. Okay. Okay, so you'll make sense. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, yes, I'll go back and forth. I'll say who it is. I'm going. What to. do so I have to answer start with... to get five thousand points? <laughs> well, well, you can only get three thousand points because I love you three thousand. <laughs> oh, three thousand. All right. Okay, so round one. Uh, there's there's two rounds. <laughs> so round one, uh, Pete. We're starting with you. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here's the quote. Samuel L. Jackson does ninety nine percent of the chuckles here, but then he does that in just about any movie he's in. Why is this movie suddenly a financial blockbuster? The only blockbusterness it warrants is the one the lead character crash lands in. Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah. Two points for wow. Pete. I know. I mean, that was in the trailer. Anybody could have <laughs> Is this a... Well, that, that's the do I need to make a, a French Impressionist trash talk film for you? Oh! oh. <laughs> oui, oui, mon ami. Once I get my act together, it's on. <laughs> So you're saying I got plenty of time. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. All right, Rob, this one's for you. If there were any new ideas, I failed to spot them, as did my bone marrow, which slept through most of it anyhow. My bone marrow? What does that have to do with bone? I'm sorry. Is there a time? Is this on? Is he time? Do we need one? I think we do. I mean, it's not. It's It's not. the. Okay, wait. It's not. Okay. It's not the Incredible Hulk. Is it the Incredible Hulk? Guess, Rob? Is it the Incredible Hulk? It is not the Incredible Hulk. Can you steal it, Pete? Doctor Strange? No, oh. it is Iron Man Two. <laughs> oh, what? Oh my God! How what? is that possible? From the far off year of 2010, written by John Favreau, which we're going to be turning about a hundred episodes talking. Now, about. Now wait a minute, Rob. You're on a show about that, right? <laughs> but wait, wait, no. Hold on a second. That's. Well, I, I love that movie. Yeah, that, I, I, I thought you were disagree. a fan. Ah, uh, well, weird. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> okay, this is uh, to you, Pete. However, it's just another mindless and soulless action movie with all the visual and emotional appeal of a wet cardboard box. Wow, that's hurtful. So these, are, so I would say these are all Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So you have those from those like twenty to choose from. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that's a complete Rob, crap. Can you steal? Yeah, but I mean, like, you okay, wet cardboard box. Well, that wouldn't have anything yeah. to do with... That's, that says nothing. That's not in the you're, title. You're, I don't remember I, any of those. I didn't, I didn't say this game was easy. 
Well, okay. Was it, so was All it right. Thor okay. wet cardboard box? Oh, oh, no, stop. I was going to say, okay. I'm... <laughs> Thor Dark World. No, Captain America, the first Avenger. Wait, no. you, we already did that already one. Did that. I checked that, that off was, my That game was card. my example, and I never said that I wasn't going to do them once. <sighs> so from here on out, there, there are only ones, so I don't repeat any right, movies. That's fine. that's fine. Okay. So, Rob. <laughs> What's the problem? Well, there's way too much expository dialogue, and there are too many turgid flashbacks. The hand-to-hand fighting and battle sequences are now so formulaic and predictable in Marvel films that the adrenaline just doesn't kick in. So, obviously, it must be from later. Oh, no, you don't, no, 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 don't, you don't have to give me a hint. Uh, okay. I'm starting with that. Actually, give me another hint. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's well, got a Marvel character well, in it. I mean... Uh, well, it's not Civil War. I mean, Civil War is amazing. I mean, that's not, there's no flat, flashbacks. What's a movie that has a ton of flashbacks in it? That wouldn't be. And, f- and, the, and they're also turgid. Flashbacks. Yeah, that doesn't that's make any tricky sense. One. Oh, I, I don't, there's a time limit. Yeah. You there's can't, a time limit. I'm right, my time friend. Okay, steal it. <laughs> okay, Rob gives up. Pete, can you steal? Endgame. Ibombe. Black. Ibombe. Oh. Wow. Black Panther. That's just yes. mean spirited. That's right there. Horrible. I'm telling you, oh, they're going to get meaner. Believe oh, my <laughs> Wait, goodness. why would you? No, and, and I even said yes. to myself, well, wow, okay, it can't be Black Panther because, because you know, never mind. I don't have to. Somebody uh, got paid to write that. Wow. Pete, this is yours. Okay, and sometimes uh, if they said the name of a character or the movie, I replaced it with this character or this movie. Okay, so that's got what, it. This one starts out got with it. this movie. So okay. this Fair. movie isn't just a gussied up mediocrity being widely mistaken for a good movie. It's also, at least arguably, a dangerous movie for anyone who cares about the future of American cinema. Was that Scorsese? <laughs> <laughs> You want me to do it in Scorsese's voice? Uh, it's just a uh, guessing of mediocrity. Uh, being like, for movie. I want you to do it as the guy, uh, the Scorsese they do on Weekend Update, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that this one is going to be a hate-filled screed about um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, interesting. No. Rob, can you steal? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to uh-huh. say Infinity War. You are correct, yeah. sir. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's just there. And by the way, that person's ridiculous, movie. but whatever. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, Rob, this one's for you. <laughs> God, I love this one. It's so terrible. It's dismaying to think of all the wonderful performances the lead actor has given in movies nobody ever saw. This one is high-octane slumming that will keep him in Bentleys for years. Bentleys. Okay, wait a minute. I mean, I mean, okay, that's not... Well, it's not Robert Downey Jr. I don't know. It could be... Uh... High-octane slumming. <laughs> I don't know if that's a clue or not. Doctor Strange. No, it is not Doctor Strange. I think Pete, I, I think I would have leaned into Doctor Strange myself, Rob. I t- might be the first thing we agree on. Because the car, on. I was thinking yeah. that, and like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about Ultron? Age of Ultron. Oh, interesting. Who are you thinking of? In well, this it's our, I'm thinking about just high octane slumming and lots of lots of machines, and you know, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's just an Audi guy, though, right? The, yeah, true. I mean, it probably got him for free. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but uh, the fact that you know this probably is going to make him angry, and you wouldn't like him when he's angry. This is about the Incredible Hulk. It's a Ruffalo thing? No, it's Edward Norton. Wait. It's dismaying no, wait, to think of all the wonderful performances Edward Norton has given in movies nobody ever saw. <laughs> Edward Norton doesn't drive. 
<laughs> Edward Norton is driven. Well, I didn't say he's driving. He just has the Bentley. Okay. Well, I feel a little bit broken. I think we're doing terribly. Yeah. Oh, we're doing terribly. Right and I love it. <laughs> All right, Pete. This one's is for you. Uh, the villain is the only character who makes himself new and interesting. When he is around, the movie becomes a different film altogether. You wish there was more of him. The rest of it is metal clanking. Metal clanking. I don't know if it's supposed to be metal clanking or metal clanking. Okay, so I'm thinking so. through villains, right? Where do we have the iconic mm-hmm. villains? Uh, it's not going to be <laughs> Dormammu. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got... I've come to bargain. Uh, we had... Uh, what's... Uh, we had... Iron Man, there was a lot of metal clanking and bridges. It wouldn't be one of the Thors, would it? Would it be Ragnarok and everybody's looking out for uh, uh, Goldblum? I'm going to say Ragnarok. No, it is not Thor Ragnarok. Rob, can you steal? I'm going I'm to say Iron Man. No, it is Thor the Dark World. Oh, you my God. Close, it was Pete. Thor Cardboard Box. It was Thor. You just, the, just the wrong yeah. Thor. Lame. All right. All right. Rob, this one's for you. Often loud, (laughs) occasionally obnoxious, and so consistently convinced of its own awesomeness that it will not, it cannot stop pointing out everything that makes it so utterly wonderful. So the last one probably should be the sneer. So utterly wonderful. I'm a little hurt by this. I'm taking this a little personally, this one. I I feel, why do I feel more broken now than I did 10 minutes ago? Okay. I mean, like Robert Downey Jr., that would be the character Iron Man 3. No, it is not Iron Man 3. Pete, can you steal? Probably not, I think. Evidence shows. <laughs> I cannot. I, I keep wanting to go to, to a sweetheart that, that I feel like everybody likes, like a, like a, a Spider-Man. Um, but I've already done Homecoming. I'm going to throw Far From Home. Oh, interesting. No, it is, in fact, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Oh, stop. I know. These right? people. Oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, so that was round one. That was round, round two. One? Is, that was round one. So the, the 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 score is Pete is ahead, scorching two <laughs> points to Rob one. They're going to make things a lot easier in the next one because there's only four more to go, and I'm going to shrink the pool. So this is the Spider's Web. Yes, these are all about all Spider-Man movies in this one. That so that includes all the Sony ones as well. Oh, okay. So here's a much smaller pool, and what the heck? Let's double the points too. Too many villains, too many pale plot threads, too many romantic misunderstandings, too many conversations, too many street crowds looking high into the air and shouting, ooh, this way, then swiveling and shouting, ah, that way. Uh, What was the one with uh, Electro? (laughs) Was that Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man 2? Is that right? It was Amazing Spider-Man 2, but this is not that one. Yes, I'll I'll steal steal, uh, Spider-Man 3. Yes, you are correct. (laughs) For a bonus point, can you tell me who wrote that? Oh, we talked about that. We, we... <laughs> There's no reason you should know. However, it is a name that you do know. Let's see. Okay, I always want to say Rex Reed, but it's not, it's, it's not Rex Reed. It is not Rex Reed, no. Uh, it is actually Roger Ebert. Oh, oh. Ebert. Okay. Ugh, All, right. All okay. right, so Rob, this one's for you. With appalling dialogue, slapstick humor, some bizarre aesthetics, and cheesy moments of plenty, this is the Batman and Robin of the Spider-Man franchise. Oh wow! Okay, I want to say, well, I, well I'm just going to say it: Amazing Spider-Man Two. Correct. You got to, hey. you got to agree that 
that could have been a pick for the first one too. I mean, sure. <laughs> I know. That's why I was I was I mean, gonna say, but then I was like, I'm not hard. gonna give you in case I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Pete. Uh, like the very knowing writing, these visual pyrotechnics are underwritten by a sense of strain, as if someone somewhere were terrified of viewers losing interest. Into the Spider-Verse! Thank you. You are correct. All right, Rob, you guys are really actually very close now, so you're going to need to get this. I have a tiebreaker, but this is the one. Okay. A strangely oblivious film, one that undercuts its story with exactly the sort of praise hungriness that its hero learns to overcome. Okay, I don't think I don't think it's any of the newer ones. I'm gonna say Amazing Spider-Man. Incorrect. Pete. Spider-Man 2. No, it is in fact <sighs> Spider-Man Homecoming. What? what? Yes. <laughs> this is a okay, terrible so business. A surge from behind. Uh, the power of the spider has compelled Rob to swing ahead of Pete and beat him by one point. Oh no. Ah. Uh. Congratulations, I, Rob. I, I, I am th- I bereft. You, but I think we're all the lesser for we, this game. We are. <laughs> no, the universe is worse today. <laughs> let, me, let me give you what well the, played, here's what the, here's what the tiebreaker would have been. Yeah. I put it in here only because of just the <laughs> just the the sheer amount of writing that went into this. Okay. This movie, this will be a jump ball, so whoever can grab it first. This movie will certainly make a bazillion dollars, but after you sit through it, all 142 minutes of it, it's very hard to work up a compelling reason that it needed to exist, aside from the aforementioned bazillion dollars. It's not an end game. Isn't that a poetic end to your entire game? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Yeah. It is not an end game. Rob? 140 minutes. Um, 142 C- minutes. Civil War. Was Civil-, Civil War. Was that long? I think that was that ran long, didn't it? No. It did run long. However, it is still talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> oh, what? People did not did like, not that, like movie. that movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And that was the end of our oh, game. Oh, good game, Rob. Kyle. Well, that was Thank uh, you. nicely done. All right. Give Rob the cummerbund. <laughs> wallowed in the, the mires of cinema. So let's get into the, the list game because we're celebrating. This is off of 8 Million Ways to Die. Yeah, what a trash movie that was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, we're... We are, we are uh, doing our list off of odd meal locations. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, sure we are. Uh, and yeah. I didn't even go first, so Kyle, no, you get the I first get pick. First. So, uh, remind you know, um, dining in the captain's cabin is a pretty, pretty fancy thing to do. I mean, the layout they have there, you got fresh fish, you got scallops, you got roast pig, you got turkey, you got red wine, fresh bread, and the special of the day, a green apple. Oh, also, everyone in the crew is actually a ghost. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl from 2005. Only one person is going to be eating this evening. Wow. (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what, oh, that's the opening bid. I suddenly don't feel bad at all about anything (laughs) that I have to say. Uh, My first pick, you know, this one was brought back to my attention uh, from uh, the good Ray uh, Delancey in the the community. See, you know, I do this other podcast with our our very own Tommy Handsome about anxiety. And uh, one of Tommy's great fears and phobias is uh, ants. He hates them. He hates everything to do with them. 
And one of the things that I find delightful is when well-meaning young people decide they want to save the world and they go to a uh, a tribal village and they decide they're going to save these tribes people from the horrors that is their lives. And then one of them gets (laughs) eaten by ants in the green inferno. What? (laughs) <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. go get them kids <laughs> that's an eli roth joint isn't it it sure is yeah. all right rob what's your uh, meal of the day okay so here's the deal i overachieved a little okay. bit on this there's a theme that connects all of my <laughs> oh, all no. my selections hold on i'm going to introduce them with a quote during the scene we're going to see if you can figure it out the location and then i'll tell you the movie here's my number one Why is it if a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. The place where this, yeah, the place where this meal took place, they have excellent munchies. You can get your sugar pucks. Old man Withers likes to creepily hang out with the patrons. And it's managed by a name, a man named Glenn. I'm talking about Stan Makita's Donuts. In the 1992 American comedy film Wayne's World. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the yeah. <laughs> yep, you're right. Yep, 100. Yep, yep. Yep. You got that one. Yeah. That was Ed O'Neill doing a really crazy. So yeah. good. <laughs> so good. All right. Go. Well, All right. Back to me. So uh, sometimes it's uh, the meal is not as important as the company. So in this case, uh, what they were served was limestone pie and hot melted sulfur. Uh, but it's the fact that it's at in a uh, the outer area of a very, very extravagant art gallery, uh, but it's at the bottom of a mountain. Uh, and so this, of course, in the presence of the Gnome King from Return to Oz. Oh, Return to movie. Oz. Return to Oz from 1985. Outstanding. It is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and it's available to stream on yeah. Disney Plus right now. Terrify your children with it. <laughs> Noted. We'll begin immediately. I got to, I, you know, I keep doing, I, I, I went horror mm-hmm. for this one. Sure. Uh, and uh, I would like to talk about a movie that was made and then remade very, very quickly. The original came out at March 15th, 2010. And uh, it's a Spanish film. It's from Mexico. Uh, and that's the one I want to talk about. It is. Uh, a film, uh, it's a family film. I mean, it's a family film that that is, um, they they are really struggling with some of the traditions that they they face together around their family after the death of one of their uh, one of their beloved members, and and also they eat each other a lot. <laughs> it's called Somos Lo Que Hay. It was remade as We Are What We Are, which you may have uh, heard of, but this one was Jorge Miguel Grau, and it is scary stuff about the eating of people and uh it's uh, it's a great uh, great thriller and i strongly recommend it and also don't eat with family okay i've not heard of that one before we are what we are is the one that that came out after that's why we started talking about it on the show we we didn't haven't done a show on it but it was a tra- i'm pretty sure it was a trailer pick in 2013 directed by jim mickley mickley okay. uh and it's um yeah, it also gets pretty good reviews uh, of that one. Like it's a, uh, it's a uh, worth seeing if you're into it. Morgan and I will watch it this week. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Perfect film to watch with the whole family. Oh my 
got it. All right. Okay. Are you ready for the quote? Yep. Hit us. Hey, you call this slop? Real slop has got chunks of things in it. This is more like gruel. And this Chateau LeBlanc 68 is supposed to be served slightly chilled. This is room temperature. What do you think we are? Animals? The place where this meal takes place is known for its long and generous cavity searches and holds such criminals as Rocco Dillon and Nick the Slasher McGurk. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Statesville Prison's Mess Hall in Naked Gun 33 and a Third, The Final Insult, a 1994 American comedy film starring Leslie Nielsen. Wow. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Naked Gun 33 and a Third. 33 and a third. 33 huh? and a third. I love that you're going so deep yeah. into the uh, into the annals of the files of Police Squad. I did. I watched the first one with my kids, and I it was delightful to watch that with them because they didn't breathe for like 90 straight minutes. It's so funny. Uh, Zucker, Abram Zucker, man. They're just like, if you don't yeah. like that joke, don't worry. Another one's on the way. Don't worry. Another one's right here. We got it locked up. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the top. All right. So uh, this is a... Uh, this meal actually is a, is much more about gathering together with a bunch of people. So it's like everybody sitting around a campfire uh, having a good time. So who's who's all sitting here? Well, we've got Vinny Santorini. We've got Dr. Joshua Strongbear Sweet. We've got Audrey Rocio Ramirez. We've got Wilhelmina Bertha Packard. We've got Gaten Mole Moliere, Milo James Thatch. And, of course, the, our chef for the evening is Jebediah Allardy's Cookie Farnsworth. He's put out together a meal of Caesar salad, escargot, and spring rolls, except uh, they all look like just this brown mush that he puts on the tray. And also, this meal is happening 800 feet under New Mexico, because we're on the quest for Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Wow. Ooh. Wow! Nice. No, I would not have. Uh, I would not have been able to pick that. Not even a little bit. <laughs> okay, how do I inter- introduce this film? It's my turn, and uh, my last film is. Uh, it's a film about swingers, <laughs> and it, <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> Do we start? I was, just, like, wrong I was just looking at your other two. Uh, going swingers. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a movie about swingers, a movie about impotence, salt, pepper, theft, and murder. Oh, and also selling bodies to a dog food company. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about a little film uh, starring Paul Bartel and Mary Warnerov and Robert Beltran and Ed Begley Jr. and Buck Henry and Susan Sager. And do you know it yet? Do you know it? 1982 black comedy eating Raul. Raul. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a Star Trek uh, alumni in there, too. Robert, it, Robert yeah, Beltran's right? It's all about the frying pan, <laughs> eating Raul. It's all about the frying it's pan. It's no boxing Helena, but... <laughs> it's no boxing. It's also, I note, as of yet, no one has picked the cook, the thief, the wife, oh, and her lover. Nice. All right, Rob, so, bring us home. Rob? It's not the cook, right, the thief, go. the wife, and, your, and his lover, right? No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. I wasn't worried. I had no backups because I wasn't worried that these were going to get taken. Um, all right. So let me set the scene, and I'll give you the quote. This is in a, in a food court. And here's what our character says. Well, this, this guy never came home, but I'm sitting on his couch in the dark holding my stun gun. The whole house smells of cat pee. And after a couple of hours, I think, what am I doing? What are they, what are they munching on? Teriyaki donuts in the Delamo Fashion Center Mall 
That's right. 1997 American crime film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie uh, Brown. See, I, knew nice. was, I knew that was Tarantino, but I was, I was like, is that yeah. from, is that from uh, Reservoir Dogs? Terry, no, Jackie Brown. Donuts. Wow. Delivered that line delivered by the great Robert Forster. Yeah. Max yep. Jerry. Blake, great Truly. Robert Forster. Great pick. And okay. And yeah. the connecting thread. Mm hmm. All of these movies are available right now to Paramount Plus subscribers. <laughs> and all of mine are available for Disney Plus subscribers. Oh, see, and there we go. All of mine are about eating people. <laughs> <laughs> and we all come together <laughs> in this delicious thing we call the Saturday matinee. The Saturday. So let's, uh, let's set up those poor fools for next week. So uh, we are going to be discussing Platoon. You were up to seven films in the Oliver Stone series. Wow, you've gotten through yeah. seven films in the Oliver Stone series. Wow. You're... Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it by watching them. That's a, that's a lot of red meat, my friend. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, yeah, Platoon. This was this was so far. If you've listened to the show, it's the first one that I've really been uh, enthusiastic about revisiting. Uh, it it's uh, you know 1986. It is uh, semi autobiographical of Oliver Stone's experience in Vietnam. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a grim story with a lot of people that are amazing faces and great performances. Um, controversial film. Controversial takes from critics. Um, uh, so, yeah, we've got some options, but I know you guys have thoughts on this movie. What should we be talking about? Yeah. I'm not sure if you want to lead with uh, horrifying characters with facial scars played by Tom Berger. <laughs> now, that could be could be too specific. That's all. <laughs> it is, that scar is actually the stuff of legend, uh, right? I mean, it was a real feat of makeup, of latex to make that work. Uh, Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah it was and good. Tom Berenger, who, I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he, it is what it is. We no, are I'm we not are. being sick. Yeah, I I mean, well, you could. Well, I mean, horrifying characters with 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 identifying facial scars. That was that's the thing that actually yeah. did hit me when I okay. first thought of this. All right. Do you want is it like does that. it have to be horrifying characters? Can it just be identifying now, facial yeah. scars? Good question. Yeah, identifying space. Uh, yeah, identifying uh, facial scars. Distinct? Distinct facial scars. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. All right. That's my that's my that's okay, my Okay, so that's Rob's yep. pick. What's yours, Kyle? Uh let's see. Um sort of looking at the list. Um I think autobiographical films we could get some good stuff out of. Like I look at some of these and go, yeah, I can think of one or two, but like autobio, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's a good one. I also <laughs> Hey, like I so often hate movies with narr with narration, especially like yeah, told through letters. That makes me makes me upset. So I kind of deep down, I I want to pick that like narration told through letters to someone mm -hmm. because I'm so curious if we can find nine good ones. Oh, interesting. Do you want to do you want to stick to letters or do you want to just like do narration from the the future? Like you know, like yeah, like flashback narration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. So, wait a minute. In, sorry, would, would you, you, would you categorize? No, 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 no. Would you classify uh, flat a platoon as flashback narration? Mm, it's not right. No. I mean, he's writing the letters. True. I was just thinking of opening it up a little bit more to. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I just want to make but sure yeah, if it's platoon you, if you wouldn't can think fit of that. If you can think of. Uh... I mean, if you think there are, not without naming them, because <laughs> yeah, one of right. us is going to be on next week, and so we don't want to make it easier. Um, 
I'm surprised he's not saying much right now. Actually, <laughs> he's he's actually already working on his list. He's, did he fall like, off just, the call? Look, he's typing right now. <laughs> no working ahead. Um, no, I, I actually think, no, I think we could open I, it up to just like just, uh, uh, voice uh, voiceover, like narrated films. Like we could okay. even do that. But uh, letters is maybe might be too restrictive. That's kind of what I was thinking. I feel like letters is too restrictive because, like, just off the top of my head, I can only think of like two. I've got and one platoon. of them has letters in the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stealing home yeah. is a diary one. Like I, I can think of like letters diaries. Maybe um, I was thinking there's there's a movie that actually is called Letters and then something something something. But that's you know, yeah, you know that's kind from of letters from a from a place. particular place. Yeah, like maybe, yeah, we've done that yeah. one on the show. Yeah. In fact, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. So uh, I think I do think we need to open that up. Let's do um, uh, narration told through. Letters, journals, diaries. Okay, it can't just be like a like just an unspecified narration, Th- just a voiceover. The right? It has to be. Word. Yeah, look at you. There you go. You're a real craftsman. Done. That's right. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. So our three categories are distinct facial scars, auto bio, and narration told through the written word. And I think we know which one our listeners are going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my uh, so now you're yeah, saying. Let's just say we spent way too much time on the third one, yeah. for example. Yeah. 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 So All right. Good luck, Rob. We're diligent. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. Wait, yes, what? That's no! right. I wasn't uh-huh. thinking. I was so in the moment. I put myself oh. in the moment and don't think. You did it. that just for our listeners. You're just like yeah. staying. You're like present. I really appreciate that. Right. Right. So yeah, now mean. you're saying to yourself, hey, dudes, I sure had a super fun time listening to your bizarre games and list making nonsense. But how can I get involved and also help keep this madness flowing into my delicate eardrums? An excellent question. If you just clicky clack your keys over to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up for a mere one dollar a month and just a single buckaroo, you can become a one reeler and get access to our discord server. And we say thank you. But wait, you say, I want to do more and also get more back. Well, generous patron, if you up your monthly donation, you can evolve into the super powerful two reeler and be able to watch live streams as we record like this show right now. Plus, get early access to super new episodes of our shows in your very own private podcast feed. Plus, super secret member channels on Discord, like the best kept secret in the podcast chat, the Show Talk channel. What's so important about the Show Talk channel? I'm glad you asked, dear devoted listener. If you'd like to vote in next week's poll, the only place you can do so is on that previously mentioned Show Talk channel. Monthly schmonthly, I hear you say. I've got a wad of cash and I want to make it rain down on you like a gift from the gods. Then good news, you can now give us an annual donation at any level. It's convenient, it's affordable, it's good for your soul. And because enough is never enough, and you've been so patient listening through all this self-promotion, we've got a special offer for you, diligent listener. If you go to nextreel.com slash letterboxed, you can upgrade your letterboxed account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But guy who always talks too much on SatMat, I already have an upgraded letterboxed account. First off, it's okay, you don't know my name. And secondly, you're in luck. The discount also works for renewals. Give a little, get a little. It's the only way 2021 is going to work out for all of us. And that's our show. Another Saturday matinee in the bag. So, gentlemen, 
What is coming up in the world of the next reel? We are getting just desperately close to the end of our Oliver Stone series. <laughs> uh, oh, Wall Street's coming up uh, next. And uh, that's another one that, you know, that's another one that's worth talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going to wrap it up. We've got, uh, we've got, I think, two more. We end on Born on the Fourth of July. There's one other in there that I can't remember, but we are going to get to Born on the Fourth of July for those who've been asking. Yes. That one's on the list uh, before we are done with that series and we move on to some other wondrous surprise. But I feel like I should ask you, gentlemen, gentlemen too, what's next for you? Oh, well, I think what you're referring to is the Marvel Movie Minute Season 3. Oh, yeah. After, yeah I sure am. Uh, yes. After rumors, after uh, some technical <laughs> fluffles we're going to really get into um, we know we are we are imminent. Yes. Imminent. Imminent. imminent imminent we're so excited we it's we're just we're having a blast and uh we look forward to sharing yeah, it all the next week so. you should be seeing some extra fun little bonus things we've put together uh showing up in your feed uh and then... I, I i need you to plug this more specifically though because i think the next bonus episode the next interstitial episode that they're gonna see is an important one for setting up the season can you just talk about what you have done for for the people absolutely well we kind of wanted to to give a little place and time of, of what we were going to be talking about and not sort of spend a lot of time as the minutes are rolling by so what we've done is now that hulk is done like we've we've had our final wrap-up show of of hulk um the next episode you'll be hearing is actually a sort of prequel episode to iron man 2 where we're going to talk about what the comic book influences on iron man 2 are so we're actually going to go into individual issues and talk about what happens there, the original appearances of all these characters, the first time they meet, uh, all this again. We're going to give you names and issues, where you can get them, how you can read them, uh, all that stuff. We're going to get really, really nerdy uh, about the the comic book world uh, before we get into the the movie side of it. So that'll be the the next one showing up in the in the Marvel movie minute feed, and uh, you should probably see some new artwork being uh, transforming into the the Hulk. I will disappear, and something new will form its place. Something maybe feathery, feathery, wondrous. It's in the world, friends. It is out there. I'm very excited to, for these episodes to start to drop, especially that that the curriculum setup. Yeah. Uh, this is a thing that I I know I need and a lot of people need, so I I hope they check it out and uh, and they're the show is coming it is really it's really really coming now for like for real yes it's for and i will add uh, for members uh for you two real members who are supporting the show uh, uh you likely saw an update uh if you want to go back to your uh true story.fm uh dot memberful.com go to the website and say edit your account and get your podcasts you already have a super secret private personal members podcast for all the bonus episodes of the next reel and related shows we have a separate super secret member channel for marvel movie minute and now you all have access to it uh so it's in your account you can go grab the your personal rss feed for the marvel movie minute uh and you'll get all the bonus episodes the hidden episodes that the guys are doing i mean everything is going to be in including the public episode so you don't have to subscribe in like apple Podcasts or spotify you just grab your grab your personal link and you'll get everything uh i i finished all of the back end stuff and so it's it's ready for service yeah another go. way we're showing how much we love you dear listener <laughs> 
All right, so that's the end of our show. So, uh, yeah, stay subscribed. Uh, check out Marvel Movie Minute uh, coming up. Uh, make sure that you uh, you keep the... Because these guys are doing a lot of heavy lifting getting through these Oliver Stone movies. So, you know, show them some love. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a toll, people. Believe me. So Oliver Stone takes a toll. <laughs> See you next time. Enough said. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle, or better yet, Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reel's family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Stephen JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Oh, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about the Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara, Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Mm-hmm.